someone had said to me, you're the photographer, you've been taking photos, someone should take a photo of you. And weeks later, they tagged me in it on Facebook and I saw it and I just thought, no, that just isn't right. I recently got out of a relationship and I just thought when I looked at that photo, who would ever be attracted to that person? Losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with me, as always, Carl, your host. Hope everyone's doing well today. Very happy to be bringing you a brand new episode. And today, my special guest is from the UK in Halifax. His name's Simon. He's someone who I found and started speaking to recently on Instagram and has a great story to share. Simon, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Doing really well. Thank you. And uh, really glad that you're able to come here because honestly, I'm I'm always conscious of the fact that there's a lot of female guests on the podcast and weight loss and dieting in general for a long time has been very much female uh, dominated. So it's great to have another bloke on the podcast and someone who's got an amazing story to share. So I appreciate that. No, I appreciate being asked. Thank you. Ah, it's, it's great. It's, uh, you've done fantastic and we'll, we'll get to hear all about your, your story and, and where that's led for you. So why don't you start off, Simon? Tell us a bit about yourself, please. Hi, my name's Simon. I'm 38-year-old. I'm from Halifax in West Yorkshire. I've followed the one-to-one diet. This is the one that I've followed kind of for probably the last two, three years nearly now. But in my life, I've tried different diets, all sorts of different plans, just being kind of that cereal dieter that will try absolutely any kind of diet that's going. So have you struggled with your weight for a number of years then? Yeah, pretty much all my life. I've always been kind of the, the bigger guy, the the one that's always been nicknamed big guy and, and that sort of thing. It's it's always been a struggle, but it was, wasn't probably until I was... I think somewhere between 25, 28, when I thought I really need to do something about it. And, and before we get onto that, if it's okay, just to go back to, you, you know, you're saying you've, you've struggled with your weight pretty much all of your life. When, if I asked you to look back, when would you say you first became aware or remember a moment where you thought, oh, you know, I'm overweight or it, in some way it had a negative impact on you? Probably one time in school, and I don't think I've ever really told many people, but there was a lad that, that bullied me one day uh, just because I was a bit chubby at school, and, and that kind of made me think, oh, yeah, like maybe I should do something. At the time, I wasn't that old. I was probably about 14, I think it was. So... It didn't really kind of click at that point and nothing really changed. But that was kind of the first moment where I thought, oh, yeah, actually, there are like skinny lads 
that I hang around with and much slimmer lads that I hang around with than, than what I am. And maybe I should be a bit careful, but it, that, so that's probably like the first moment where I think something was different and that I thought I should be careful, but I just didn't listen to myself. To be quite honest, I, I was a similar age, maybe a bit younger when I started gaining weight and uh, various things I can think of. Probably the most embarrassing was when I was about 14 and we were on a school trip and you know what school trips are like. Boys weren't allowed in the girls' room, girls weren't allowed in the boys' room. Me and my best mate, we were obviously in the girls' room and the teacher came in and the girls were like, hide under the bed, hide under the bed. My mate slid under the bed, no problem at all. I went to slide under the bed and my bum got stuck. I, I couldn't fit. My bum was too big and um, that was horrific because not only did I get caught by the teacher, but everyone laughing because, you know, Cole couldn't hide under the bed because his ass was too big. So um, <laughs> it was it was things like that that like you can probably think when you actually sit and think about them, there's probably a number of moments kind of frame like that. And for some people, unfortunately, they're, they're much harder moments and are much they go much deeper and they leave much bigger traumas, especially, and this isn't trying to come across as sexist, but especially being men, I think we often try and laugh it off a bit more or, or we kind of get used to taking a mickey out of each other and it's not to say that women don't do that but I just think it's kind of part and parcel of you know the banter with your mates and often things are said as a joking way but can often when you get home and you really think about what was said it can stay with you a bit can't it it can and I think like you said there as blokes or even as lads when you're young it's not some something that you speak about and I don't know about what it was like in your household growing up but for for us it was kind of like eat up eat what's on the plate eat what's there you're not having the dessert if you don't eat what's there so not even kind of having conversations around well I am full I have I have had enough you said that you know obviously this is something you've you've struggled with but then at 24 25 something happened there that made you think something needs to change tell me about that so that was literally one photo. Like if you could ever say one photo would change your life, then this was it. Um, I'd been doing some photography for a friend at a, a concert that he'd arranged and I'd been running around all day. Well, trying to run around all day. Um, and someone had said to me, you're the photographer, you've been taking photos. Someone should take a photo of you. So I laughed and went, oh, yeah, all right then. And another photographer took the photo. And weeks later, they tagged me in it on Facebook. And I saw it and I just thought, no, that just isn't right. I recently got out of a relationship. This sounds really shallow. And I don't mean it to sound really shallow. And I just thought, when I looked at that, that photo, who would ever be attracted to that person? And what was my ex thinking to actually stick with me for as long as we had done? Because it wasn't like the breakup had suddenly led to me piling the weight on. It was kind of a, it, it, it'd always been a gradual thing for me that just, I was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was just eating more and more. Um, and, and that was the, that was kind of the, the light bulb moment and the, the life changing moment for me. What was your next step? Because and something you said as well, I don't think it's it's shallow 
to have those feelings about yourself it's not as if you're basing your whole the way you look for relationships on on somebody has to look and be a certain way but in those moments of self-doubt those moments of realization sometimes it's probably you're probably harder on yourself than you need to be so it's normal and at the end of the day that's your feelings you know if you if that gave you the motivation to do it whether it was true or not is almost doesn't matter does it because it gave you that push and that motivation and what i would say i'm sure it probably wasn't true because anybody who would dismiss another person solely based on their appearance is shallow so i I get why you say it's a shallow thing to say but i I don't think that's who you are so i don't think you come across in a bad light there so so don't worry simon that's good Um, but what was your next step once you decided and that, that infamous photo that I've seen on your Instagram, actually, I know exactly which one you're talking about and I was <laughs> can go and check it out. Um, what did you do in order to start losing weight? So I spoke to a woman at work and said to her, look, you told me that you've lost weight. What have you been doing? Like, what is it that's worked for you? And it was called the Dukan diet which is very similar to the Atkins diet. It's just very kind of high protein, very low carb kind of diet. And the crazy thing was for me, it was quite a perfect diet because I love meat. I love chicken. I love beef. And, you know, someone's saying to me that you can have sausage, bacon and egg for your tea and you'll still lose weight. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. The only thing that I wish I'd have done would have been to have jumped on the scales when I first started doing that. So just know how much I weighed to know what my starting point was. I don't remember how long I did the Duke and Diet for, but I got to a point where it just started to kind of stall because I got a little bit slack with keeping up to the rules of the diet. I'd, I'd be adding things in, you shouldn't have been adding in and that sort of thing so it did start to stall but i got down to probably 21 stone and i kind of look at photos now from that time and think wow you still look big but at that point when i had those photos taken and i was looking at them straight after i was like wow i look slim and it's quite scary to think that you can look at something and not be misled because obviously i was well aware that i'd lost the weight and more than anything in my, in in my face and I could tell that like the the chins had gone and and that sort of thing but then to know that I was 21 stone it was a bit of a wake-up call it was like 21 stone wow this is what like 21 stone looks like and I'm thinking I look all right I'm in serious trouble here in terms of health and long-term health issues I think it's it's quite easy though to, to fall into this i don't even want to call it a trap because do, do you know roughly how much weight you did lose to get to 21 stone or you're not sure at all no i'm not sure at all i'd as a guess looking at that photo to to the photo that i'm at and seeing the weight that i've lost now and comparing the photos maybe three four stone okay so that's and this is why i said i don't want to call it a trap but it's a bit of a trap but that's a considerable amount of weight to lose yeah and that's not easy you know that that in itself is a a big achievement in terms of what you were saying about you know things that that, that bad habits start creeping in you kind of like loosen the rules a little bit in terms of what you can do this is something i've done so many times that you're so strict you're like okay well i'm making this progress this takeaway won't hurt 
or you know i've done this uh, how much damage can doing this hurt and then before you know it these habits kind of become regular and before you know it you're back to where you were again in terms of not doing anything that you should have been doing so i i completely understand that but the fact that you felt good i think that's completely normal i think that if you've lost three or four stone you would feel and recognize a big difference whether or not you're still at 21 stone or if you you know it gets you down to 15 stone or 10 stone that's a considerable amount of of weight that you've lost so you're going to feel better about it and, and quite yeah. rightly so I, I guess the the difference and from what i'm hearing you say is the difference there is recognizing that okay i've achieved a lot but i need to keep going as opposed to okay I, i've achieved a lot i can stop now yeah exactly and it's to a degree, it's just having to realise that. And it's a funny one because I have a lot of people that say, you must be really proud of what you've done. I've always kind of been a bit on the fence with stuff like that. And then I was listening to the diary of a CEO with Steve Bartlett and one of one of the very early episodes, someone had said to him, are you proud of what you've achieved? You must be really proud. You must, be, you must love seeing how it's grown from where it's been to where it is now. And the way he answered it kind of summed up perfectly how I kind of still feel about my progress. It's it's a bit like, well, I am, but I don't see it every day. I don't see the changes. I don't see the the progression every day because I'm just kind of, well, it's me every day. So I can't, it's hard sometimes to stand there in, in the morning and look in, in the mirror or when you're cleaning your teeth or getting dressed and think, I'm really proud of what I've achieved because it's just a day after day after day after day thing. Whereas when I put photos side by side, I can look at that and then think, yeah, I am proud of that because that guy on on the left side of the photo, who was the bigger guy, would never have believed that I'd be this guy on the right-hand side of the photo. And it's it's those moments where I do kind of feel a bit proud of what I've done, but in the day-to-day it's a bit like i've just done what's necessary if that makes sense it makes perfect sense and it's that in itself can be a trap that you feel like you're not progressing or you feel that you're kind of standing still in terms of your goals and this is one of the reasons i think it's so important to have small goals and set them along the way because it's it's much easier to mark progress i believe when the, the next goal isn't too far in the distance. Whereas if you set yourself a 10 stone target to lose weight, if that's what you feel you need to lose, it's going to take a long time to do that healthily. And it, Yeah. And it's such a long gap to go, isn't it? Like one of the key things for me is making sure there are small goals, whether it's getting into a smaller size in t-shirts, jeans, or just going, right, well, this, this week I'm going to run a little bit faster or I'm going to run a little bit further or set like you say setting those smaller goals it just keep it I think it just makes things feel so much more obtainable because of course it's always nice to celebrate when you achieve something and I think the more you can do that journeys to losing a lot of weight becomes a lot easier that was in your your mid-20s and without giving your age away completely oh, we've already said you're 38 actually it's a bit late for that um <laughs> but what happened then between because you said i think you know you, you've been doing the one-to-one diet for the last two years 
And so what happened then throughout your early 30s and mid 30s up until that? Did you yo-yo diet? Did you gain weight, lose weight? Was it quite yeah. consistent? Pretty much everything, to be honest with you. Um, I turned, as I was turning 30, um, a friend of mine was telling me about, as it was called then, the Cambridge diet. And he was saying to me, all I, all I do is just drink shakes. It's so hard. It's, it's, it's such a hard diet, but I'm seeing great results. And I jokingly said to him, shakes, how hard can that be? You've got your meals prepared for you. And I think at that point, part of me was saying it for him to say to me, well, all right, give it a go. See how easy you think it is. You wanted him to call your bluff. Yeah. Really? Just to kind of give you that reason to do it. Yeah. Spot on. Okay. Um, Because I thought, well, I'm slimmer than you. So I don't need to be doing this. Again, still not fully aware of the fact that I was like still in the 20s in terms of weight. And he said to me, all right, come along. And I did. So I started that with him. I managed to lose five stone and then went on an all-inclusive holiday, ate and drank far too much. I'd come back after 10 days and put on about 10 pounds. And I thought to myself, well, it's all right because I'll I'll get back on it and I'll be better. And I just never got back on it. I'd never kind of learned about calories and never really understood about calories and what food going in was doing to me or anything like that. And I just went back to my old ways of eating, which ultimately was two free takeaways a week, chocolates, sweets, biscuits, all all the lovely stuff that's all really bad in terms of calories. And over the years, it just started obviously creeping back on and on and on and on. I didn't really do anything in terms of exercise. I'd probably play football once a week at that point. And as it started going on, I decided that I needed to do something about it to try and curb where I was at. So I tried to do Slimming World. Now, I know some people that are doing fantastic on Slimming World. For me, I would always manage to lose about a stone, stone and a half. And again, it'd just plateau out. I think the problem for me is with a diet like Slimming World is if someone says to you, if you make your own chips, then it's free food. That for me is, is kind of like a red rag to a bull because I would have a full baking tray full of wedges. So that's kind of where it fell down for me with Slimming World. But I see people online and from a personal perspective that have absolutely fantastic results with it. And it's great. I always think what whatever works for you works for you and you shouldn't ever let anyone put you off what you're doing if it's working for you. But it just didn't work for me. So I'd try keto diets. I'd try calorie counting, went back to Dukan diet, like literally every kind of diet that that was out there other than like the broccoli diet. <laughs> I I kind of tried because I could see myself that the weight was going back on and I didn't want to get back to the place where I was, which I ended up being before I started back on what is now known as the one-to-one diet. Tell me about the last two years in terms of your success and what that's meant to you. I'd done about four and a half, five stone from October 
2020 to February 21. And then when the gyms reopened, I decided I wanted wanted to finish couch to 5K. I tried to do it when I was 22 stone and got to week two, I think it was run one. And I just couldn't do it. And I, I said to myself, I'm not doing it. I can't run. I'll never run. It's just not going to happen. And as I'd lost weight, I'd said to myself, I'm doing it. I'm finishing it. I'm one of these people that will start something like that and then never finish it and never do it because I'll just get fed up of it. But I'd said to myself, you're doing it like you've got to do something. You've got to change your lifestyle, your habits and all that. So I started doing that, um, which was a, a massive shock, to be fair, as it went further and further on, just to see how much I could actually do and how far I was actually able to run and how long I was able to run for. But that whole kind of year then in terms of, sticking to the plan became a bit of a write-off I'd kind of gone from finishing couch to 5k I'd gone into doing prostate cancer UK's run the month which originally was 26 miles over the course of the month or in one day if you wanted to you could do it however to my cousin saying to me make it 60 60 miles because that's only two miles a day and that became quite challenging but it came became quite hard because I'd never kind of run for that prolonged period of time but then also from an energy perspective from a from a a fuel in myself perspective it became quite hard so I didn't fall into old ways but I kind of didn't stick to the plan that the one-to-one diet offers um I kind of just did my own thing which meant I was maintaining my weight loss which I was fine with I had no issue with that at the time because I was I was working on something else it wasn't like I'd just stopped everything completely and I wasn't doing anything about it but then after that I was bitten by the running bug so in October of 21 I decided to do my own challenge um, which was 482 miles for children's heart surgery fund based in Leeds because one of my cousins when he was younger had to have open heart surgery and it was something that every year my gran had saved silver coins and she'd then donated to them every year just to help them because they run purely on donations. I kind of thought to myself, well, if I do it in memory of her, there's no way I can't do it because my gran was like the don of the family and she was absolutely adored. And I was like, I have to do this. I can't throw the towel in at any point. This can't be something that I start and then don't finish. So from October to October... I'd started off with 482 and it ended up being 628 miles. That's incredible. I'd gone from literally running 30 seconds in 30 second intervals to running six, seven miles three, four times a week. For probably about 18 months, I I held off about four and a half, five stone, which again for me was a complete learning curve because I'd never done that before. And that was the time where I thought, Something's clicked here. Something's actually clicked into place that's different this time than any other time I've dieted. Since New Year, I've done just over £37 that's been recorded. I jumped on 10 days after I'd started planning the New Year because I didn't want to see what the number was because I knew it was bad. It would probably have been sort of maybe 18 and a half stone. Um, so I'd probably put a stone on in about six weeks. I knew from what I was seeing that I wasn't 
happy and I wasn't going to stop where I was. I've got a goal in terms of where I want to be for weight. And I thought, I'm going to go for it. I need to get there. And this year, again, it, it has all just clicked. So I've gone from being able to maintain that weight loss to actually get to to the lowest I've ever been since I've been recording weight since I was 30. How does that make you feel? At the time when I saw it, I was like, oh, nice. But kind of looking back on the journey and even just talking to you about it, I think, yeah, I should be proud of what I've achieved because I've gone from that guy that was potentially 24, 25 stone to a guy that's lost 9, 10 stone. And granted, that's been over a a vast number of years. But I think, what a difference. And like I said earlier, it's the guy on that left-hand side of the photo would never have thought that the guy on the right-hand side of the photo would have been running over 600 miles in 12 months and getting medals for doing that and raising money for, for running and being where I am today and doing the kind of things that I do today. So, I mean... That's what makes it so special and important that it doesn't matter how long it takes you to do it. The thing that's important is that you started and what you've achieved as a result of that has has given you the opportunity to do things in life that you would have never done. Hearing you talk about it, one thing I would offer is, is to give yourself more moments of being proud of yourself of what you've achieved because honestly listening to it is it's incredible what you've done, but I don't think you give yourself enough credit for it. I, I really don't. And it's incredible. You look fantastic. You've lost a huge amount of weight. You're now a consultant helping other people on their weight loss journeys, which is amazing as well. And I just think that you've completely changed your life in that aspect and given yourself opportunities. But like you said, the guy on the left didn't even know existed. No, 100%. And in, in every kind of aspect of my life I've always been kind of my own worst critic and it's it's lovely when people like yourself say say the nice things like that and it is I really do appreciate it it's it's very nice to hear and when people are commenting on photos or when people say it to you in person it's it's so nice to hear and I I know because I will shout to my clients about any small win they get and then it comes to me and I'm like, ah, that's rubbish. What have you done? Like, why haven't you done better? And and it, it is a very funny kind of situation to have because I know full well that for anyone else, I'd be, I'd be buzzing. I'd be like, you've done amazing. It's incredible. But for myself, I kind of see it. And I think because I'm not where I want to be, I kind of sit back and think, well, don't get too comfortable because you're not where you want to be yet. You're not at the right position. So you need to feel uncomfortable and you need to keep going. It's often easier to, to be harder on yourself. It's, it's Sorry, it's harder to be easy on yourself than it is, you know, other people. You recognize other people's successes, but also because I think we have those self-limiting beliefs that try and keep us safe from ourselves and try and talk us out of potentially... I say dangerous, not in the physical sense of dangerous, but where we make ourselves vulnerable or we set ourselves up to fail. And so we do everything we can to try and avoid that, which can be included, you know, not 
being proud of ourselves or, or not being willing to to give ourselves credit because that would mean making yourself vulnerable to do that. So I think that's a normal emotion completely. And the fact that you recognize it is, is half the battle, I think. And I think deep down you, you are proud of yourself, even if you're not the most vocal person about it, I, I'm sure, you know, you, you don't have to be arrogant about it by any stretch of your imagination, but make sure you do stop and, and recognize, you know, just how great of a job you've done, Simon. I'd love to know, we're running out of time. I'd love to ask what advice you have for the listeners of the podcast, please. Literally, there are 101 million diets out there and you'll see people that say, well, it's simple, just calorie deficit. And if it was that simple, everyone would be the weight they want to be. We wouldn't have people struggling to lose weight. We wouldn't have people trying different diets and and going in for, for surgeries and things like that to, to help them lose weight. Do what works for you and be selfish with that because it's got to be right for you. If you're losing weight, it's got to be for you. And I love when people say, I'm doing it for my kids, I'm doing it for, for my partner. But I always want to know why you're doing it for you because it's it's for you ultimately at the end of the day. So it'd be do what's right for you in terms of the diet, whichever diet you're going for. If you know it works for you, don't listen to what anyone else says. Don't let anyone else try and swear you with it's not right, it's not healthy, it's not good, unless it isn't healthy and there's proof that backs that up. But kind of if you know it works for you and it's getting you the results you want, stick it out, but also stick it out and be selfish about it. Think of reasons why you are doing it for you. Health reasons and things like that aside, I find it so much easier to to lose weight and to help people lose weight when they're saying, I want this and this is what I want about me. And that could be small size clothing, could be so that they feel more attractive when they're out. But yeah, those two things for me are, are the big ones. Absolutely love it, Simon. And if people want to come and follow you along your journey and see your continued success, or perhaps even are in the, the area that you live in, Halifax, and potentially would even like to speak to you about losing weight with a one-to-one diet with you as a consultant, where can people contact you or reach out to you? So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Instagram, I never really picked an easy name for Instagram. So it's fat underscore man underscore slim underscore si, S-I. And Facebook, it's just my full name, Simon Asquith, or the one-to-one diet with Simon. Perfect. What I'll do, Simon, is I'll put links to both your Facebook and Instagram as part of a note. So if anyone's listening to this and would like to have a look at Simon's Instagram, see how far he's come from that infamous purple T-shirt photo or find out more about the one-to-one diet, I'm sure he'd be happy to hear from you. Simon, it's been great speaking to you today. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you for being our latest weight loss warrior. No, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. We'll speak again soon, I'm sure. Take care of yourself. You too, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you 
our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.